The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Well, hey there, my friend. Today, we're talking all about curriculum. Yep, (laughs) that's usually the first question I get from homeschooling parents. I get this all the time. What curriculum should I buy? (laughs) What curriculum should I use? So today, really specifically, I want to give you three tips for how to use the curriculum you have. (laughs) The curriculum you buy, whatever you decide. Now, don't worry If you're someone who wants to homeschool without curriculum, right, without purchasing a curriculum package and putting, if you want to piece together lesson blocks yourself, I have lots of ideas for you too. So stick with me. Let's dive right in. First, I want to say that I know the question, what curriculum should I buy? (laughs) Seems like a logical question, right? And it's so often the very first question new homeschoolers ask, but it's really the wrong question altogether. It's much more about, homeschooling is much more about how to use the curriculum than which curriculum. And today I'm going to clear up some of this confusion for you. Here's my plan for this episode. I'm going to share the three tips with you, but then I'm going to take a little bit of a detour into a discussion about curriculum, what it is, um, why we care before I go into more details on each of these three tips. So here we go. Three tips for how to use the curriculum you've purchased. Number one, use it as a resource or a reference guide. Number two, 
use it as a model to put together your own blocks, your own units of study, your own plan. Number three, use it to learn some homeschooling techniques. (laughs) Okay, so before we get to details and examples of each of those three tips, I want to ask you a question. So that we're on the same page and we can talk about this topic more in depth. Here's the question. (laughs) What is curriculum anyway? For most of us, when we think about curriculum, we think of that plan on paper. Either one that we've purchased or one that we write out ourselves. And while this is true, it's only one component. So let me describe it this way. There are actually three or even four different curricula when we're teaching our children. Four, three or four different components of a curriculum. One is that planned curriculum. As we know, we all know that's an important starting point. But then there's the taught curriculum, Uh, what from that plan we actually end up doing on any given day. And the third, there's the learned curriculum, meaning what our child or children take in from what we teach. Learning is complicated. It is not a simple linear path. Um, We sometimes believe it is or wish it would be, but it actually, you know, we're this is human beings involved, so it's not a straight linear path and not quite as simple as we initially think. That doesn't mean that teaching and learning are that much harder, but it does mean that we want to be aware of each stage of the curriculum and curriculum development you know, in terms of teaching it and and consider our plans accordingly. So if curriculum were not so multi-layered, we'd be able to take a plan on a piece of paper, anyone's plan for that matter, deliver it to our child and have them learn all that was written in the plan. But learning doesn't work that way, as we soon discover, right? Mainly because human beings are involved, as I said, and because learning is dynamic. It's ever-changing. So back to those different components of curriculum. We add a fourth to the mix, actually, when we add a purchased curriculum. So then we have the bought curriculum, the planned curriculum, because we always make adjustments, right, to what we've bought, to that version. Um, Then the taught curriculum, and finally, the learned curriculum. I think this is an important distinction to make whenever we start talking about curriculum, because right away, it dispels the myth that there is only one best curriculum. And I think it helps us to see that there is still a lot going on after we've purchased or planned the curriculum for our kids. There's a lot that's going to happen 
after we've planned the lessons. So if our end goal is our children developing certain knowledge, skills, attitudes, we need to recognize that we can't just hand that to them and expect them to take it exactly as given. So two things I want to encourage you to think about. Remember what I said about the question, which curriculum should I buy, right? That's often our starting point. Remember what I said about that not really being the right question to ask? So two points here. One, I say this all the time, and it often surprises homeschooling parents. It almost doesn't matter which curriculum you purchase. Just don't keep buying more or you'll confuse yourself, right? That's point number one. Number two is there is no such thing as open and go, right? This is a concept that we wish uh, existed, (laughs) that we could just buy the curriculum and teach from it exactly as is, but there is no such thing, not anywhere in any teaching situation, not in a classroom or in a homeschool or in a tutoring situation, none of that. I remember when I was in graduate school, uh, I was working, I earned my master, I have a master of arts in teaching, and I was taking a reading instruction course. And in that course, we learned about um, this experimental scripted reading program that had totally failed, in fact. Um, The idea behind it was that the teacher reads from a script to teach the curriculum, and then they're given a number of options for interacting with the students depending on how the children respond. But the problem was that the students often didn't respond in predictable ways. They didn't choose one of the options that were given in this scripted program. So the teachers then had no idea what to do because they were expecting to be able to just follow the script without having to adjust, without having to make any adjustments at all. Total failure didn't work. And here's why. Because a printed curriculum written by someone else always breaks down at some point, right? We know this. We just don't want to believe it. And heck, even when we've written it ourselves, even when we've written the lesson plans ourselves, it doesn't always go as planned. So this leads us to one of the most important skills that we can learn as home educators, and that is the skill of flexibility. Being able to adjust the plans as we go, coupled with the skill of observation, so that we know what kind of adjustments to make, what what our children actually need. So combining flexibility with observation of our children, that's where we can really turn any plan into a really rich learning experience. Okay, so now Back to the three tips on how to use that curriculum that you have purchased or planned yourself. Because all of this is not to say that curriculum isn't useful. It's just that rather than searching for the elusive open and go curriculum, let's shift our thinking 
to the curriculum as a resource and ask the question how to use it instead. So tip number one, use the curriculum as a resource or a reference guide. Remember, you're the captain of the ship. And as a homeschooler, don't ever turn that over to someone else. It's our highest calling and our job to look at our children and bring them what they need. So you need to make some big decisions first before consulting the curriculum. Decisions like what subjects you want to focus on each month. Remember how you do that? By observing what you think your children need right now. Uh, Decisions like what does your daily rhythm look like? When will lesson time be? When will you do skills practice? How many days a week will you have lessons? And what does that look like? You know, what configuration of, is it, you know, your whole family together for parts of the day? Um, Grouping older kids and younger kids, having older kids help the younger ones, uh, all kinds of possibilities here. And once you have that vision, really, of your homeschool, then you can consult the curriculum and see which pieces of it you want to use where. All right, tip number two, use the curriculum as a model to put together your own blocks or units of study. You might try out one of the blocks as written from the curriculum and see how it goes. And then you can take that experience and use the structure of that block as a model to put together your own. Uh, And remember that uh, new material is most effectively brought through story and the curriculum you purchased might have some good resource materials here but also library books, right? Don't forget your local public library. They work really well too. And so if you're spending a lot of your money on curriculum, right? On a curriculum package rather than good books, I want you to think again. (laughs) All right, tip number three, use the curriculum to learn some homeschooling and teaching techniques. For example, with Waldorf, um, many with this approach, many of the available curriculum will provide examples for um, the story to present, right? How to present it, how to revisit that story the next day, and even um, perhaps a sample summary that you might write up in main lesson books. These won't be available for every lesson block, right? Or every lesson and every block. Most uh, Waldorf-inspired curriculum, really most curriculum, they give you examples and then they expect you to sort of take that, extrapolate from there and create your own for some of the other blocks. But you can get a taste for how someone has taught a given subject, Um from the curriculum so that you can learn how you want to do it. When we first started homeschooling back in uh, the 1990s, mid-90s, there was no Waldorf-inspired homeschooling curriculum available to purchase. 
believe it or not. <laughs> and mostly, I think, because Steiner himself had said to those the very first teachers 100 years ago in that first Waldorf school, he had said that it was important for them to develop their own curriculum based on what they believed their students in their class needed. So a few of those who companies who are now publishing uh, curriculum even some of the curriculum that you have on your shelf, they declared back then in the 90s when I was just um, setting out on my homeschooling journey, they actually said they would never publish a curriculum for that very reason, um, because it's it's best for us to create it ourselves. Nowadays, we almost have too many options, right? So I think now more than ever, it's really important for us to learn how to use the curriculum that we have. Don't get me wrong here. A curriculum can be really useful, especially when we're brand new, right, to homeschooling or brand new to this Waldorf approach. I just think that we need to talk a lot more about how to use it and less about which is the best one, because that's going to be different for every individual. And most of all, I want you to remember that purchasing a curriculum is only the first step in the process of learning and homeschooling. And if you're just starting to consider which curriculum to buy, please know that um, you can homeschool without a purchased curriculum as well, right? It is possible. And there's still the learning curve of how to use and how to deliver the curriculum even after you've purchased it. It's way easier than you think, actually, to create your own curriculum Uh And if you purchase one, please remember these three tips to use it as a resource or reference guide, use it as a model to put together your own blocks, and use it to learn some teaching techniques. If you're interested in learning a whole lot more about uh, more detail about this skill of how to use your curriculum, how to customize it, and even how to create your own lessons, then I want to invite you to join me in a in a wonderfully supportive group of homeschooling homeschoolers inside Homeschool with Waldorf. This is uh, my monthly membership full of master classes, weekly group coaching calls to get your questions answered, community, accountability, everything that you need to uh, help you improve your homeschooling skills while in the midst of family life and homeschooling your children. So check out all the details at artofhomeschooling.com slash homeschoolwithwaldorf. And above all, here's what I want you to remember today. The question is not which curriculum to buy, but rather how to use the curriculum once you've purchased it. (laughs) Curriculum is a living being. It, It adapts to time and space and changes as we grow and as our children grow. And remember this, we're not teaching our kids to know about things. We're designing experiences and inviting our children in, inviting them to participate with us in those experiences so that we can cultivate creativity, curiosity, and connection with our children. 
as the poet William Butler Yeats said, education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. That is my wish for you. Thanks so much for joining me today and be sure to check out the show notes over at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 28. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. 